When I was a kid, me and my sister, we played a game where we pretended to chase monsters away. I'd say no monster's gonna get you when I'm here. This podcast is sponsored by Lazarus Media, Dead Game. I have to find her. Okay, so hold on. We are finding the last episode. Okay, so by now I would have expected you to have watched Arcane Season 1 episodes, all of them. So 1 through 9. Like I said in the original review i was saying that you needed to watch the first three episodes to really get a nice um understanding of what's going on with this show but by this point you understand how how epic scale this show has gotten it's gotten to the point where it's like i can't believe that the sisters find themselves on opposing sides to this degree. I couldn't believe what happened to Vander. I couldn't believe they killed Milo and Clegor. I mean, they seriously Game of Thrones to like half the people of this cast over the course of this series, which just made it completely unpredictable about who was going to make it and who wasn't. And so I don't remember too many massive deaths after that first three episodes. I think they generally kept everybody. They kept... uh, the uh, two main scientists. Victor was one of the most interesting scientists for me um, and his struggle uh, with wanting to become better and not wanting to be sick anymore. Um, but uh, what was it? Kevin Alejandro as JC, I think was his name. Um, he did he did a great job um, as the, uh, the scientist and Kind of, I loved how having the juxtaposition of the two scientists that there is one that was like really sick and didn't really show his uh, face too much to the crowd and to the city, and then the other one was like the 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 face of the the scientists and stuff like that. And but they both were doing you know just as much work, but one of them was getting a lot more recognition for it. I felt like, uh, which of course was going to make Victor eventually. Uh, resent him in a way. So anyways, um, number nine, episode nine, the monster you created. After their disastrous raid, JC uh, realizes the potential cost of the uh, intra-city war and resolves to broker a peace with Silco instead. Offering Zion's independence in exchange for Jinx, Echo reveals his hideout to Hemmendinger and they begin working to help the Undercity together. Silco laments his predicament uh, of choosing between Zion and Jinx to a stature of Vander, where Jinx is secretly listening. Vi defeats Silvicia, but subsequently abducted by Jinx. Pretty intense fighting. I will say through this entire series, people got their ass kicked. I mean, some people just looked like they weren't going to make it back because it full on ass kickings, ass whoopings were, you know, coming through um, full platter, full hog. <laughs> um, so Vi awakens at a table where Silco and Caitlin are also restrained. 
Somebody clearly watched the Suicide Squad after watching and creating this television series or while creating this series because Vi is having straight up Harley Quinn levels of crazy. Just like the literally the, the skulls are popping up on people's faces and she's hearing Milo's dead voice. She's hearing other people talk to her. The voices are talking to 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 Jinx. Jinx is psychologically broken at this point in this show. Um, and she's had serious child abuse happen to her. Uh, I'm not exactly sure the the relationship between her and Silco, but it felt way too uh, woody. Allen-ish in a way, you know, kind of it felt like they had some sort of like relationship, but then at the very end he finally says like you'll always be kind of my daughter or something like that, and I was like, oh shit, so maybe they are just more paternal and not but it always felt like they had some sort of relationship even even though Silco was uh, kind of grooming her at a very early age and uh, um, we did see in episode 3 where um I think it was Vi was trying to go back for uh, powder at one point when he when she turns around and this is when the explosion happens in episode three. And she's so excited that her bombs finally exploded. But the bombs ended up killing Vander. It destroyed half the place. It killed Milo and Klagor. Um, It was just like a big clusterfuck. And then that's when she got yelled at by Vi. And then all of a sudden, very beautiful, horrifying, dramatic scene. Um, And uh seriously psycho psychologically abusive in many ways i was like this is a kid show and then when it, it says on netflix i think it's like 14 plus but i'm seeing on on wikipedia that it's 16 plus and uh i wouldn't i wouldn't put it past it because i mean there's scenes of them in prostitute houses there's a couple scenes where one of the uh, uh one of the the big household mothers comes in uh jc's girl you know girl's mother i forgot her name um she comes in big bold and she has this little white guy as like her like fuck fuck puppet or something like that giving her massages and stuff in the in the steam room and what i was like oh my goodness this is like not what i was expecting from like a kid show or something like that i was like shit so um Anyways, we um, Vi awakens at the table where she had been knocked out by Jinx, um, where Silco and Caitlin are restrained. And I was like, oh, shit, this is not good. And I was getting like really I, whenever there's like restraints over the mouth. I do not like that. I was like, oh, fuck, this is this is giving me uh, some bad vibes. So uh, Silco and Caitlin are also restrained. And by the by the way, Caitlin is uh, kind of Vi's like um unspoken or actually spoken like um uh partner like she really she kind of reminds caitlin reminds me of powder but it's like powder as if vi had fallen in love with her i guess i, I don't really know I, it, was, it was interesting it was interesting how much they had made caitlin feel like a good powder um but Caitlyn was like the opposite and she was an enforcer. And so I was like, Caitlyn is not not looking good. You know, things are not looking good for Caitlyn at this point. And um, so anyways, Jinx gives Vi a pistol telling her to choose between Caitlyn and herself. And I was like, oh, God, this is not good. Um, Caitlyn frees herself and attempts to arrest Jinx, but is knocked out. Uh, and I thought she was dead several times. I was like, oh, dead. 
Um, both Vi and Silco appealed to Jinx, causing Jinx to suffer a traumatic attack. Um, Silco, uh, Silco breaks free and almost shoots Jinx before. Sorry. Silco breaks free and almost shoots Vi before Jinx, in a manic fit, guns him down. Confronted by Silco in his last moments, which this was very beautiful, actually. Uh, Silco in his last moments, Jinx finally accepts her new identity and acknowledges that she and Vi have diverged. Um, Silco says that he was he was never going to give her up to the enforcers, and I genuinely believe that. I feel like one of the people that have really been looking out for her the entire time was Silco, even though he was abusive. There was some sort of um, positive aspects to it in a way, even though she is crazy. Um, having successfully weaponized the arcane crystal into a, a rocket launcher, Jinx fires at the Piltover Council Chamber right as the council approves JC's proposal to grant Zion its, sorry, Zion its independence. And the shot of the rocket going through the glass and into the city and into the air over the moon. Beautiful, beautiful cinematography. If uh, you, you want to chalk it up to the blocking, to the colors, to the vibrancy. I was like, nothing in the what if series ever felt this heavy. And, it just felt like they had a couple extra layers of rendering on it that just made it all the difference. And the detail in it is the devil's in the details. It was it was beautiful. Um, and I'm hooked for a second season. And, and honestly, I'm like, dude, everybody is going to be fucked when they I, when they get that rocket launcher in there. Like, I just assume everyone is going to be dead. But, oh, fuck. Everybody was in there. Um I will say him and Dinger and Echo. I, I was glad we got a little bit more Echo in this, but um, him and Dinger basically just felt like the the voice of reasoning. And you know, he he kind of goes in seeing Hex Tech at one one point, and he's like, "Oh no, we got to shut this shit down. We got to shut this shit down right now." And I'm like, "Weren't you the one propelling this?" idea and all these good things that were happening i was like what's what the hell's the deal all of a sudden that you don't want to do this i didn't quite understand why he said it was bad at first or uh, orig- why it wasn't bad at first and then it ended up becoming a bad thing um i might need to go back and do a little bit of a rewatch on that part but um i'll let y'all tell me in the comments or something like that someone that knows a little bit more about their arcane history um but yeah, I thought this was uh, okay. So yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Originally set for a 2020 release, the show is rescheduled for a uh, release in 2021 due to the COVID pandemic. It was scheduled for a simultaneous November 6, 2020 release on Netflix and in China's Tencent Video. Um, with the series broken into nine episodes, with three episode acts being released. Once a week over three acts. Oh, that's kind of interesting. That's that'd probably be pretty smart to do. You could you could definitely do that. Um, I like that idea too because it felt like it was in, in bunches of threes. 
I tell you who's making money these days is Haley Steinfeld. She is making Spider-Verse money, Transformer money, uh, Arcane money. What is that? Netflix. She is in Hawkeye. She's making Disney money. She's probably going to be like one of the highest paid actresses probably pretty soon, if, if not already. I mean, it's, she's got to be making bank. <laughs> Good going, Haley Steinfeld. And I think she did great in here. I actually like her voice better in here than, uh, than I like her entire performance in Hawkeye. It's not really so much of anything she's doing wrong or right in Hawkeye. I mostly feel like it's chalked up to the TV comedy nature of what they have her doing in there. I think she's a great actress. Ever since I saw her in the first uh, movie I saw her was in True Grit. She's been making her way downtown up the up the ladder of uh, movies that have just been increasingly way more impressive. And I think that she's making uh, a big name for herself, a big household name for herself, especially with um, all of the movies that we have just uh, talked about um, in shows. This also gives me a little bit of... Um, wow, yeah, okay, so this gives me a little bit of hope for other uh, adaptations as well. Riot Games promote, promoted the launch of Arcane through their events and their games, including League of Legends, Legends of Runtundra, Team Fight Tactics, League of Legends, Wild Rift, Valorant, Riot X, Arcane. It launched promotional co collaborations with non-Riot games such as PUBG Mobile, Fortnite, and Among Us. That's that's pretty interesting. It's uh, on November sixth for the global premiere. Riot Games streamed the first episode on Twitch, so they are really trying to blur the lines of like what what TV is these days. It's going to be it's going to be a different world um, pretty soon. Once if Netflix and Twitch really teamed up. I know that that Twitch is an Amazon uh, Amazon streaming platform, but they could really do some numbers together. Um, but yeah, so I think that this was a successful first season. Um, the three episodes act structures really work. Um, yeah, watch the show if you haven't. If I haven't already convinced you or just spoiled the whole shit for you. But I even talking about it, I would definitely go back and check it out if you want to be entertained by uh, a, like an adult animation style. It's it's very uncontemporary. It's It feels like if Disney never... If Disney had decided that they wanted to aim for a little bit older of an audience, um, they could really do some interesting work. But this is where that segment comes in. I feel like Disney won't show blood. Disney won't show sex. Disney will show a fight, but they aren't going to show, you know, a fuck. <laughs> so um, that's where we can kind of come in here. There's a beautiful lovemaking scene um, between two characters. I think it's JC and I forgot her name. Uh, is it? It's not Caitlin, but... Is her name Mel? Yeah. Okay, I think her name is Mel. But um, Mel Miardra, I think that's her name. So um, 
Yeah, and earlier I think I had said that it was Caitlin and Jay. That's that's not right. It's uh, it's Mel and JC, I think. But anyways, beautiful uh, scene. And you don't have to like show a bunch of sex. It's not like it always has to be like super over-sexualized. I felt like it was like really beautifully done. Um, so I do like seeing this type of animation. It's It shows what we can do with this type of animation. Um Let's let's see more of this type of stuff. I really thought this was cool. So thank you for listening, watching Lucky Dell Podcast, the Arcane Television series on Netflix. Um, let me know what you thought about the show. Let me know what you thought about the review. Go to luckydellpodcast.com for all the good content you can get. You can get all the new fresh stuff, uh, all the uh, social medias links in the description you can get uh youtubes the twitch the facebooks the discord the instagrams can they not just make all of it the social the social ones all of them in one but anyways you can find all that in the, <laughs> the description we'll figure out how to condense that uh but yeah so everyone uh what was the song the the imagine dragon song uh what was it I'm your enemy. She's an enemy. They're all enemies. <laughs> I don't know. Well, fuck it. Whatever. Take it easy.